You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. So do you know what my favorite question is? <laughs> is this a trick question? I'm not going to fall for this. Why? Why what? Why? Your favorite question is why? Yeah. Why? Because it's a question in itself. Why? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that simple. It sums everything up. You don't have to ask anything besides why. But when do you stop asking why? Why would I stop? Let's <laughs> <laughs> get on with the show, right? Um, why? <laughs> very clever. So we have a five-year-old, and his favorite question is why? Everything is why? And I understand it now. People told us, you know, it would be a phase that he would go through. All, of, all children do. And I didn't understand why <laughs> until... <laughs> Now, um, what? Why? Why do we have a five-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Huh? We're still waiting to get past this stage. <sighs> um. So yeah, it it really reminded me. So back before kids, I worked in quality, and uh, there's something called Six Sigma, and one of the things is that you ask why. There's the five whys, and basically. It can take you a few less times or it can take you up to five times of asking why to get to the root cause of a problem. So I think Eli's whys go more like 10 or 12 (laughs) times. I mean, there's no end to his whys. (laughs) So it got us thinking about why don't we ask why in the Bible more often, right? Like what kind of why? Because like, like, why does God allow evil? Why did God allow Eve to take of the fruit? This is true. There are a lot of whys. But specifically today, we're talking about parts of the Bible that you avoid and why. So give me one book that you avoid in the Bible. Uh, well... Ecclesiastes is a good one to avoid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so why do you avoid Ecclesiastes? Well, I tell people, um, be careful reading Ecclesiastes because it's really depressing. It is sad. Why is it sad? Because if (laughs) what starts off with everything is meaningless, vanity, vanity, it's all chasing after the wind. It's like the guy is having a midlife crisis when he's writing it. That's how it comes across. And it just goes, continues on with all of this, like, you know, it rains on the just and it rains on the evil and all of our work is meaningless and one person dies and another one lives and it just kind of goes on to this life is meaningless. You wake up and you go to work and then you die. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, you so ask, you I could ask, ask why. you, why does that bother you or why do you think that he wrote about it? So let's go with why do you think he wrote about it? Well, the whole thing is like an observation. He's the king, the wise king. This is written by Solomon. And if you're rich beyond belief and you have everything that you can have in this time period, what else is there to do but to sit around and just examine 
everything that's going on in life. And that's what he does in this book. You see, he like sets out to just examine what's going on in life. And that's where he looks at different people, the rich people, poor people, middle class people. And he um, looks at it all and, and says, it's all vanity. So why did he take the time to acknowledge that and write it down? Well, that's why I say make sure you get to the end. You know, and like, you know, because you can read the book and get so depressed that it's like, this is all pointless. Why even read this? In fact, he even ends the book with saying that even much study is meaningless. (laughs) (laughs) So what does he say? It says, um, uh, give me a minute. There's 12 of these whys. Five. (laughs) Even says, uh, um. It even says this is uh, chapter 12, the last chapter of it, in verse 12. But beyond this, my son, be warned. The writing of many books is endless, and excessive devotion to books is wearying to the body. <laughs> Studying is even wearying. That's a hard word to say. Wearying to the body. Um, and so at the very end, it comes to the conclusion. And this is one of the few books in the whole Bible that actually ends with, in conclusion. <laughs> And in verse 13, it says, The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. So his conclusion after examining life amongst all peoples is that we are to fear God and keep his commandments. This applies to every person, no matter who you are. Um, that was his big conclusion. And so, therefore, because of that, eat, drink, and work hard with all your heart and fear God. That's life. So, that that's four wise. But if I go one step further and say, why do you think that God allowed this to be included in Scripture? What would that be? Good question. Nobody's ever asked why before. It's just a why. Uh, <laughs> My favorite question. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'd say because God knows that throughout human history, there's a lot of that, we're going to ask the same questions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on the same discovery as Solomon. And so if you will pick up this book and you read it and you get to this chapter and you realize, wow. Somebody way richer, way smarter than me already did this, and they already got the conclusion. And you know what? All the technology in the world, all the advancements that we have in our day and age, doesn't change a single thing about this book. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. And I think that that's, you just answer the question as to why a person should read Ecclesiastes then. Why not? That there's value in it. There you go. Oh, we just discovered why. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> Let's reverse it and go right back. And so that all started because of why I would say, oh, that's that book is uh, not the most fun to read. You know, and we do that uh, a lot of times. So rather, it's an entire book or just a section of scriptures. For me, it's really easy to skim over the genealogies. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's value and importance in that. Um, culturally, they keep the um, genealogies of their family 
they know where they came from, so they're not yeah. doing like twenty three and me kind of stuff, you know. Like, I don't know. I'd love to know who my family is. They don't question it. But it's easy to skim over it because for starters, it's hard to pronounce the names. Yeah. And it gets kind of boring. Yeah. But when you ask why is this here, let's let's get to the point of it. There's value in it. Because that person is important. For mm-hmm. some reason, their name made it into scripture. Exactly. It's a pretty big deal. So, I mean, even though it's hard to read those words, sometimes like what I'll do is even think to myself, like, hey, I'm I'm reading this person's name here for a reason. It might not be the most fun scripture to read, but it's like, hey, this this is a name of somebody that obviously God valued and wanted mm-hmm. their name pinned down. Right. Because sometimes the name isn't pinned down. But with the genealogies, because, yeah, what's it there for? Um, and I, just recently, I was doing a study on Sunday. I remember, we were talking about the remnant. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how there's always a remnant that God preserves amongst his people. And then one of the women we got to was Anna. And the scripture says, of the tribe of Asher. And you think, yeah. hey, no big deal. But then when you research the tribe of Asher, you discover that this was actually one of the 10 lost tribes of Israel that had completely been lost. Right. So the fact that coming in uh, Luke with baby Jesus's arrival, that it says Anna from the tribe of Asher is mm-hmm. a pretty big deal because nobody knew that anybody from Asher was around anymore. Right. And the Bible made a point to, to clue that in and say, see, yeah. God preserved a remnant throughout all these ages. There's hidden nuggets throughout the Bible that are very important that we can skim over because it's not really something that interests me to read or, you know, it's it's hard to understand. Well, it's interesting, actually, that we ended up talking about Ecclesiastes because Really, what Solomon is doing throughout the whole thing is asking why. <laughs> I mean, the whole book really is about why. I never thought about it before. And hmm. after he asked himself why on so many different things, he comes to his own conclusion. You know what? We're, no matter what, we're to fear God and keep his commandments. That's the most basic key to life. So the next time you have find yourself asking why, I think we just got to the root of it. Ecclesiastes. Because I said so. (laughs) Why not?